Hello and welcome to the Coach Mark in Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark in Manila coming to you from ESL, businessenglishexperts.com and initial-impact.com. Check out my sites for all of my information and ways that you can support yourself to get yourself into the better career, business opportunity or just life opportunities that you need to feel happier with what you're doing in your world. Today I'm going to be discussing about interviews, particularly for those of you who are interviewing for tech companies, okay? So um, if you've already worked with me, you'll know that I do a lot of masterclasses and coaching for those of you working in the IT sector. So if you're an engineer, if you're a product manager, a scrum master, etc., okay? Any type of uh, developer or engineering role, okay, I've got the, the expertise to be able to assist you. And I've worked with many successful candidates. Um, I've got also marketing candidates who've gone to work for Google. So, um, you know, I'm quite privileged, I suppose I can say, to have worked and coached with some amazing human beings who are now in the companies that they want to be, um, such as Amazon, Google, and, you know, a huge range of the other well-known top, I'd say top 10 tech companies worldwide. So let's talk about the Google Engineering Manager interview, all right? Because this in itself is quite an interesting and um, I suppose challenging thing to go through. So of course, Google engineers, they are, you know, very well thought about, okay? Um, it's the biggest, the biggest search engine available out there. And of course, um, if you think about it, they solve many of the most challenging uh, problems out there and doing it in a way with world-class resources. So it's a lovely job uh, if you can land it. And of course, it's a highly popular position to be going for. And leadership is important too. Um, this is where Google's engineering managers really come into play, all right? Now, the difference with, um, with Google is that the engineering managers do not <laughs> get to just give all the work to their teams, right? Okay, they are absolutely expected to be there with the team and rolling their sleeves up that's a nice idiom right okay um to be able to assist the team and to lead the team as well so they are definitely um experts i would say in uniting people um particularly when we know that in the engineering tech sector um no disrespect to my lovely engineers out there um but you're all kind of radical and doing your own thing right okay you're very individualistic usually and so it can be hard sometimes to get a team of engineers who are all very individual to work together. And especially if you are across many different time zones and you know you work in different areas, different regions of the world, okay, so this is hard. And the engineering managers of Google are expected to deal with it, okay? And if you're up for that challenge, okay, you're gonna love working at Google, I guess. Um, if you think about it, the products that you'll be working on really reach billions, right, of people worldwide. And of course, your solutions might just be the foundation for others then to be developed on top of them, all right? Now, let's talk about how you're gonna nail that interview, right? So I really want to just uh, keep this quite brief. If you want to have a one-to-one -one here with me and do a masterclass in this, then go to eslbusinessexperts.com, sign up for a package there, and I will take you through this and we can really work on your interview technique and get you ready for this type of high-level interview. Even if you're not wanting to interview for Google, um, you can you can apply this to basically any strategy, all right, or any company that you're wanting to go, go and work for. But clearly, if you're a tech person, this one is definitely for you, all right? But if you're not a tech person, you might pick up some nuggets of good interview technique here anyway. So please listen up, all right? So really, with Google, there's about two to three rounds of interview. Um, because, of course, you know, they do a lot of team matching and it's competitive, so they want to be sure, OK, 
okay, that this is going to work out for both parties. And that kind of cycle can take weeks or even months, depending on, you know, the candidates, the schedules, COVID, whatever, right? There's lots of things, okay, that can cause problems these days. All right. Okay. So usually, um, if you've been contacted by directly by Google or referred to them, um, you often get a recruiter phone screen. That's the first thing, very short and sweet to the point. Um, just typically making sure you are who you say you are and that there is a neutral fit. Um, they'll ask some behavioral questions. You won't get loads of in-depth questions, all right? And just covering the basics of the role, okay? And that is like a brief kind of technical screen, okay? So this fit, okay, is where we go a bit further. So then we get the technical phone screen. Now this, all right, usually from, from what I've had fed back to me from my candidates and also researching elsewhere is that it covers things such as data structures, algorithms, right? And a lot of open-ended questions. So you'll need to clarify questions, all right? And you will, um, how can I put it? In, in general, they tend to leave out a lot of crucial information, all right? So they do that on purpose to be very vague. So this is a test. This is a challenge, all right? They want you to push. They want you to ask and to clarify with them what they mean. All right, they're doing it as a test. So if you just sit there and don't get extra information, ask them for further information, you're probably not going to work out well here because your job, remember, is to define a problem statement and devise the requirements, right? So you need to be asking questions back in that phone screen, all right? Then uh, you've got to walk through your thought process with them before you then write any of the code, all right? And then, of course, convert that across, okay? in your strongest language possible, all right, uh, into a workable solution. So clearly, you know, Google, they know, you know, you're human, right, at the end of the day, not AI. Some bugs and mistakes are going to be made there, all right, but then you'll need to optimize it and test it, all right, and just really get it all, I suppose, out there, right, okay, and then prepare for testing, all right. And then, of course, you optimize and test it, refining the code, cleaning it up, all right, identifying bugs and generally speaking with them about, okay, your thought process and how you're going through this. So they can see, they can see that, you know, you're, you're working in the way that will work for Google. Once you go past that tech screen and you've passed it, congratulations, you're then on to what we call an on-site. Now, that is about five rounds, all right? It's kind of hard. So coding, um, leadership and behavioral, so you usually get like two leadership and behavioral roles, two systems design rounds, and then a coding round. And it's like a quick meeting at the beginning, giving you an overview and, you know, generally an idea of what to expect with your interviewers and who the interviewers are. Now, it is a panel, so be prepared for that, all right? You're not just going to speak in one-on-one, -on -one, all right? Um, and it does vary, but you get a, way, a wide range of people there. So there might be managers, junior, senior engineers. In general, there is a break halfway through the day. Um, and that's lunchtime, and you'll be able to ask some questions and um, chat very informally, maybe with an interviewer or one of the other colleagues there, okay? So it's really important you are prepared. Now, if your English is not up to scratch for this, if you struggle uh, with your listening skills in particular, because remember, it's not just about speaking, it's listening. Because without the listening skills being up to speed, um, many of my Japanese engineers have struggled on this in particular, as well as my Arabic-speaking engineers and my Indian-speaking engineers. Hello, in India and Pakistan too. We have some issues with listening skills. So if this is you, okay, we can work on that. Now, 
um, you can, again, get over to ESL Business English Experts, book a session with me. The first 30-minute session you ever have with me comes with a money-back guarantee. If you're not delighted with what we're doing in that first session, if you feel it's not for you, no problem. I refund your money, no questions asked. The only thing you don't get back is the card processing fee, which, of course, goes to the payment processor. So we can't get that back. That's what they make. That's their company, right? So, but uh, everything else comes back to you. So the thing is this, um, it's really important that you get comfortable with group environments, um, quickly being able to move from person to person in an interview and adjust and adapt your response to each different character in that interview, all right? Then you'll be moving into a coding area as well. So the Google's focus, right, is about um, rather than, You've got to be able to show that you're strong in at least one language, all right? In general, what I'm getting back is things such as um, Java, Python, um, C+, okay? These types of things, all right? But what they want you to be doing, practice coding, all right? It's really important that you do because you'll be typing the code into a Google Doc. So really make sure you practice that coding without any you know, support or autocomplete beforehand because this is really important, all right? And you, otherwise you're going to fail. Um, they, they're not really bothered so much about memorization, but you need to have a really strong conceptual understanding, right? Okay. You might get some questions too. Um, so make sure you're comfortable, all right? Okay. With testing best practices and thinking through all of those different cases and scenarios because they will ask you about it and challenge you. System designing as well. Um, they, they generally, you're expected to bring, okay, a lot of sense as a manager um, to lead the way for your engineers, all right? So you've got to be able to combine theory and judgment to then, I suppose, bring it all together and to put those hard problems in a way that makes them workable for the engineers you're going to be leading, right? Okay. So in a way, Google quote themselves by saying you, they need you to know how the internet actually works, right? So if you don't know that, you're going to be left in a blind spot, right? Um, it's really important for you that you can you can show that, all right? Okay. And the, on the leadership and behavioral side, all right, you've got a great tech mind, but you've got to be able to lead as well. And that's what Google is going to be probing deeply, all right? You're going to be asked about your past, um, experience managing projects, people, how you dealt with difficult situations. Um, you've got to have some really strong examples, right? And remember your examples, I'd like you to ensure that they they really show what you're telling and that you can do. So it's not enough to say, yeah, I've dealt with some challenging people in my life and I always try to seek a fair outcome and a negotiating a compromise. That's not enough. You've got to use the STAR technique. So the situation, describe what it was, the task or the challenge. So, okay, I had a disagreement with a colleague who decided they wanted to use a different type of coding language for this project. Um, then the action, okay, so what did you do? Did you discuss it with them? Did you listen to them? Did you try to find out why they felt they did? Um, and then R, for the star, response, reaction. What was the result, okay? So what happened? Did you manage to agree to do something differently? Did you accept their decision was actually better, okay? But try to lay it out like telling a little story. What happened, how you went through it. Do not use examples that say, well, if I was in a challenging situation, I guess I would speak to the person in question and then I would try to understand what's going on. No, you've got to tell them the story. Make it real. Okay. Yeah, I had a colleague six months ago. Okay. This is what happened. He got quite confrontational about something in a meeting. Um, I sought to understand what had triggered him. 
Um, I listened to his complaints. He was really angry and I couldn't work out why. Okay. See, what we're doing there is we're showing you have listening skills that you're not just jumping straight back at this guy. Okay. So this shows good leadership skills to retain your calm in the face of very challenging situations. Okay. And then, okay, you're then saying what you did. Okay. So you heard him out and you validated that how he felt must be pretty challenging for him and you understood some parts of where he was coming from and then you explained why you saw it slightly differently so we're showing the communication aspect here and then we're saying how perhaps with that example it turns out there was a misunderstanding he felt that you were saying one thing but actually when you cleared it up because english was the common language but not both of your native languages we get this a lot okay it turns out there was an english misunderstanding and then it was resolved and everything was fine and you kind of made your peace and went on your way. Right. Making your peace, meaning, OK, it's like a ceasefire. Right. OK. So you can see how when we tell that story, we are showing the interviewers how you cope in these behavioral situations and showing your character. Right. Did you flip out? Did you scream at him back? All right. Did you just leave the job, storm out? Right. Okay. What actually happened for you and how do you deal with it? Because they want to know you're going to be a good fit in these challenging situations and lead the team in a professional way. All right. OK, so let's just talk about um, the sample interview questions. There'll be a mix. OK, there's going to be tech questions, algorithms and coding. All right. In general, you've got to have a good understanding of basic algorithms and all my feedback from my students. OK, um, don't stop at the surface level. You've got to go really deep and know that you can do it at a very deep dive level. So things such as um, looking at dynamic programming, um, data structures, algorithms linked to specific data structures. OK, that's a huge area. Um, dividing and conquering sorting. OK, so trade offs. How do you trade off efficiency in terms of time and space? Which do you go with? Right. OK, um, you've got to be very comfortable also spend a lot of time on data structures because let's face it google looks for a very wide knowledge base and data is key data is foundation all right okay so try to study as many different data structures as you can all right and for google and um, the most common that they look at are stacks queues dictionaries binary trees trees in general heaps uh you know these types of things linked lists graphs now graphs themselves oh, all right. Um, identifying when something can be analyzed using graph algorithms is really useful, apparently, at Google. All right. Because let's face it, they are a search engine, one of the biggest. Right. So really, you've got to know the three basic ways. OK. Objects and pointers, matrix and adjacency lists. OK. Um, also be really prepared to discuss why, why you're going to use which one and the trade off of each, the pros and the cons. OK, so if you haven't heard it already, try to listen to my IELTS podcast about giving your point of view. OK, discussing pros and cons, because that will really help you with some great language. If you want to practice that with me, we can. Also, mathematics. Don't forget. All right. You know, look, um, there, there are like, you know, 101 different mathematic equations needed to be performed here. So really, um, you know, when you're coding, you should run into plenty of those mathematical issues. OK, so you want to know basic conceptual stuff such as counting, probability, things like that. All right. Um, system design. OK, let's have a quick chat about system design. Now, um, obviously, clearly, the coding questions may be OK if you've got good experience. All right. But when it comes to the system design, it has really high standards. Google is well known for this. And this is where some of the students struggle. OK, 
okay, or the interview candidates. So um, topics to review for this, right? Spend a lot of time on this on the system design. So you want things like load balancing, um, object-oriented design, um, SQL versus no SQL databases. These types of things are coming up quite a lot from some of my candidates and also what you can see. If you Google around this <laughs> online, you will find this repeated in other people's sort of feedback, all right? If you get nervous and stuck, it's really important that we can work on that, okay, so we can keep you functioning well and you can focus, all right, so you can get a session with me to help you practice some very good techniques which will keep you on point. Nice idiom, all right? We want you to focus on defining the problem, then consider the scope, the scaling, the system maintenance, all right? Then draft out like that kind of top level design. And then you'll work through the coding framework, the data options, the capacity, and then just work on connecting it together. It's a systematic approach, all right? And it saves you from getting overwhelmed. It's like everything. Break it down into chunks, pieces and pieces, rather than going in there really deep at the beginning, all right? It also, the benefit here, allows the interviewer to see your structured thought process and gives you plenty of chances, obviously, to interact and ask loads of questions, which is good, and then to ask you as well, all right? Okay, so um, think about it. Th these are the tech stuff, right? The behavior questions, that switches you over from the tech side, very much into philosophical uh, approaches, all right? So your philosophy, your ethics, um, really meant to test out your ability to lead people, all right? So really what I'd like you to do is focus on how you manage people, their behaviors, the people management side of things, okay? Um, and we can go through this. It's, there's far too much to talk about here in this particular podcast. This is a masterclass in its own right, um, and we have a, an engineering management um, program for that, okay? And you can get that with me, eslbusinessenglishexperts.com. Also, um, leadership, right? So really prepared to talk about how you have succeeded, how you have resolved complex or challenging situations, as we said, using the STAR format, all right? You want a big list of stories that you can you know, access and then use them as examples, as I mentioned earlier. You'll also get hypothetical questions to just judge how you're going to approach building a team because they want you to do that and leading the team. So think about that. Think about how you would do that. Um, and how are you going to help people grow in their career? It's not just about you, remember? All right. OK. And think about it. You know, the whole sort of Google's unique culture, you have to think about it through their eyes. So what you know about Google, all right, use it. All right. They want to know how googly you are. It's got to work with them or you're not going to really make it. The leadership, okay, it's not just about inspiring and, you know, cheering people on. It has challenges. You're going to have problems with different personalities, stressful stuff. You might have to do some hard conversations and fire people or let people go. So if you think about it, um, a really high-performing engineering manager is going to be happy and comfortable to navigate that too, okay? You've got to be able to show you resolve conflicts, you can smooth over different personalities, and you can learn from your mistakes, all right? So think about times when things got really tough, um, but you were able to still bring out a positive outcome, all right? When you're able to balance the, the whole situation, all right, um, in the midst of a, a complete chaotic situation, all right, with people who perhaps weren't working very well, okay? And honestly and truly, talk about your failures. If asked, right, okay, this is really important. Don't offer them if you're not asked, but if you're asked, 
Don't be afraid to talk about it. Show, again, how you've learned from that mistake or misfortune, okay? Because you'll be showing them that you can handle the hard times as well as the good. It's okay to talk about it. It's like me, right? Some of my podcasts, I talk about some of my issues and challenges, right? Because it's really important that people feel the human side to you, all right? It's just about being authentically who you are and not trying to be something that you're not. So don't be afraid if they ask you, to talk about it. Clearly, if they don't ask you about your failures, don't make the mistake where I have some students who are so lacking in self-confidence, okay, that they go in and say, well, you know, um, I don't have a lot of expertise in this area, but I do the best that I can. Don't give them anything you haven't asked for. But if they ask for it, be honest and tell them it, but always frame it in a way that it shows you've learned from that situation or how it improved your, your uh, view of life, whatever it is, try to find the positive outcomes. And actually, it was worth it going through that painful point in your life. Now, they also want to know you're going to fit in well. This is another thing, right? So they want you to basically be comfortable with sort of vague or ambiguous stuff. They want you to be someone who takes action, not passive, right? They really do prefer people who can pivot towards being more motivated and using their own initiative, right? And also collaborative, not competitive, right? So really, if you are curious, you'd like to be creative, you can work well in the team and ultimately want to be a success, you should do absolutely fine with regards to their fit, okay? But they want to be sure that you will thrive in their unique environment. And sometimes this is challenging. I have many students working, okay, at Google. And it can be challenging, but also very rewarding as well. But they do expect a high standard from you. So be prepared to really step it up. If you've never worked in a situation like this before, it will be an absolute great opportunity, but it's not for everybody. And some people I know do struggle and are leaving because you've got to be the right fit. Also, it's down to the department that you're in and the management style and what's going on in that department. And as in some of my students' cases, um, they, they there's been a few issues, let's put it like that. So I would say that it's important that you are able to cope with these very unusual and sometimes ambiguous situations and can stay calm. All right. So the tips I would give you here, as we said, definitely focus on system design. I said it before, but saying it again here because it's important. They do expect you, okay, to know a lot exceptionally um, on the systems design performance. All right. Okay. Try to get an introduction if you can or some sort of referral because it can speed up the interview process, which can go on forever at Google. So if you know somebody who can vouch for you um, from within the company itself, then that's worthwhile doing or somebody who's worked with them before, that's great. Also remember, practice that coding, but outside of any other support system. So whiteboard, okay, or Google Doc, because that's what they're going to ask you to do. So do it in the same test scenarios as you're going to be facing. Do not skip any last step, okay? Test, test, test when you're finished. Don't just think that it's good and then submit it, all right? And remember, just practice over and over. Get the interview you know, mindset going. Practice with somebody if you can't afford high-level coaching. Um, if you can, then do, by all means, have a chat with me. I'm happy to help you. As I say, I've got a masterclass specifically for people wanting to get into Google, engineering management roles, or even other roles, okay? And just remember this. It's great that you're giving it a go, right? Even if you don't get through the first or second round of interviews, be proud of achievement from even getting an invite into Google, all right? And go for it again. You know, learn from your mistakes, okay? Learn from perhaps what didn't work out. Um, ask them for feedback, okay? That's the best thing you can do. Always follow up after interview. Tell them how much you appreciated the opportunity. And then if you don't hear anything further or you end up being rejected for 
whatever reason, try to ask why. Say, you know, you would love to know why, you know, why perhaps it wasn't successful. What did the other candidate have that was successful that you didn't? So you can improve upon your performance next time you apply. So let them know that you're not giving up. You just want to improve it because you still want to work for them. It's a really professional thing to do. So everybody, I hope this has given you a whistle-stop tour. That's a nice idiom through the Google engineering management kind of um, process, all right, for the interviews. Any questions, hit me up on Telegram down there. Um, best thing you can do, though, really, is sign up to my newsletter. Also, please do spread the news of this podcast far and wide to anybody you feel could benefit from this. Um, I'm really trying to help a lot of my IT tech people at the moment because there are huge layoffs, as we know, um, in some of the big tech sectors. So what I'm trying to do is give a little bit more of a focus in addition to the IELTS, which is popular, on tech stuff. So you're going to hear a lot of tech stuff um, over the next few podcasts or so. Um, if you have a specific request for something, a sector that I'm not talking about at the moment, please, dear goodness, message me. Ring into the podcast. If you're listening on Spotify, you can literally just click a link and, and message me and leave me a voice message. And then I will create a podcast if there's enough people asking for it for your sector. All right. It's your program at the end of the day. For as long as I'm here and able to do it, I will do whatever I can to give you the advice, the guidance, and hopefully the tools for your success. So remember, everybody, stay safe. Um, look after yourself today, whatever's happening for your day. And please, if you found this podcast helpful and you would like to consider either a monthly sponsorship of the program to keep it free, or you can just buy me a one-off cup of coffee, the links are all down below. It's easy to do. It's quick. And remember, it helps people who can't afford to ever get coaching a chance to hear this. So thank you in advance. Stay safe, take care, and keep going. See you soon. And sorry to interrupt at the very end here. Just before I go, I would like to say a big thank you to all of you who listen to the podcast. Thank you for making it such a great show it is. I would like to also request something else. If you have found anything that I share with you here of help and benefit to you, and would like to support my free podcast to continue remaining free for you, please do consider donating via the link below. You can find it, buy me a coffee, and it enables me to continue doing these podcasts and also supporting those of you who cannot afford high-level coaching. It really does make a difference, and thank you in advance. Stay safe and keep going.